class is in session. You're listening to Shit Shooting 101. I'm your host, Joshua Lee. Joining us today, author, international speaker, former journalist, musician, composer, artist, inventor, and investigator. He's taping off crime scenes, bagging and tagging evidence, piecing clues, turning over every stone, looking over every clover that's ever been overlooked before. Here to break the code beyond all repair and magnify its every bit, shard, fragment, and particle to the nth degree of insight, it's Ole Damagard. Ole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Josh. That was quite an introduction, so I'm going to see if I can live up to it. <clears throat> and now you know why Cisco and Ebert gave me two thumbs up. I gave this podcast two thumbs up, I should say, right out of their grace. Not too soon. Uh, that reference uh, really dates me. I'm trying to appeal to a younger demographic, and I'm feeling miserable. Damn it. Um, what are you going to do? But it's awesome having you back on the show. And uh, what better timing than now that shit is hitting the fan? And it's hitting the fan pretty hard. And you're an expert in that field of uh, of shit fanery, <laughs> fan shittery, <laughs> what do you want to call it? But um, yeah, I'm gonna put I would that say, my, my CV. Yeah, <laughs> shit, shit fanner. <clears throat> um, well, I would say that the world is going to hell, but uh, that handbasket has been descending for quite some time now. And uh, well, we have a lot to get to, so I, I just want to dive right into the deep end here. Um, Rob Elementary, Uvalde, Texas. Um, when this uh, first hit the news. I'm thinking 18-year-old shooting up elementary students doesn't make sense to me. Uh, so right out of the gates, I'm kind of weirded out by the storyline, which I am with pretty much any major news event. Um, but this one in particular. And then um, once they said uh, the shooter's um, Instagram uh, handle, I rushed right over to it, and there's already nine um, accounts for this Instagram. I mean, for yeah, this Instagram handle that they said. And some people would say, "Well, people make fake accounts." They did it in a matter of seconds. They just rushed over, went through all the information that the, you have to do to make an account, and then um, they upload. Every one of them uploads the same three pictures, him, uh, you know, doing the selfie with the iPhone and then the gun scope. And one of these accounts had over a thousand followers. So if it's a fake one, how do you achieve that in so short a time span? I may be um, grasping at straws here, but it, so much of it right out of the gate just uh, struck me as very odd and I'd love to hear uh, what your first impressions were when you heard this story break. I never go for my first impression. I always deep dive and <clears throat> dive deep <clears throat> before I come to any conclusions. But it's like with these type of operations, after so many years, it's like, uh, uh, that is sort of my uh, first response. It's like, really, come on. Same script, same whatever, same manifesto, same setup, same player, same drill beforehand, same type of patsy, same type of color codes, the shoes, the fear triggering shoes always left on scene. You recycling the same crisis actors. It's like, come on, really, really. 
Am I really having to spend hours here again? And the answer is, of course, yes. So I want to start out with what happened with mass shootings during COVID? Where did they go? What happened with terror attacks? What happened with ISIS when, COVID, when the COVID operation was full on? There was nothing. They just stopped. They just disappeared. Why is that? Is that because uh, these masks that people were forced to wear had this kind of like superpower that they stopped being violent or whatever? And and uh, and terrorists just uh, said, no, no, we, this, the world is already, already suffering so much, so we don't want to add any more pain to the whole thing. No, it's like because they didn't need these type of things as a diversion because the COVID operation was so full on that we were buried in fear. Anyway, the real virus was fear or is fear in all of these operations. That is what they're trying to accomplish. It's all based on the old Roman template problem, reaction, solution. The people in power, the few in power that don't know how to handle this power secretly creates problems. The reason to do that is to get an emotional reaction from us, an emotional, oh, my God, something needs to be done. Something needs to be done from the ordinary people, if there is such a thing. And then that then will welcome, uh, make us welcome their solution, because we will go, oh, my God, something needs to be done. We turn towards the people we think are there to protect us, not understanding that it's actually them who created the problem, saying, please, please help us, help us. And then they will say, well, in this horrible situation now when facing terror and terrorists well the only solution we have is an in bang boom boof there you go it's normal marketing any marketing agency will tell you this is just normal marketing you go emotional once people open up their hearts boom you hit them with the with the, the solution to their problem first you create the problem you got dandruff you, got, you might have cancer, you might have bad breath, you might, whatever, create the problem. So people <clears throat> will go emotional saying, oh my God, do I really smell that bad? And then boom, once you're in there, they throw you the, their solution. And it's something you didn't need to start with at all had it not been for the problem. So COVID, amazing, ISIS out the window, uh, mass shootings out the window, terror attacks out the window for almost two years. Amazing. And then suddenly people in the millions started saying, I'm not buying this crap anymore. Like how many boosters am I supposed to take? And they can't even prove that the first one makes any difference except me dying from big blood clots and stuff like that. <clears throat> Why would I do such a stupid thing? And so when, when this started falling apart, they need to keep the fear level high for us to be distracted and in fear mode because it's only in fear mode where we can be controlled. So diversion, diversion, diversion. It's like watching a magician. And I've done many, many public uh, talks in like 15 countries or whatever. And sometimes people in the audience have come up to said, when I've described these, these operations, how they're carried out and false flag operations, the templates being used, and two of the, these people have come up to me and said, my God, you described my, my job. This is what I do. And so I asked both of them, so what do you work as? And one of them said a magician. The other one said an illusionist. And this is exactly what we are up against. 
they're meddling with our mind they're they're fucking with our mind they're diverting our attention they're like look over here look over there look over here instead of us really focusing and seeing what is actually going on here is this magic or is it not is this a real mass shooting or is it not is this a real terror attack or is it not is this a real virus or is it not is this a real war or is it not i mean it's come to like levels that is beyond it's like mind-blowing the level of deception at the moment anyway so when one method of fear falls apart they need to distract you away from the background the real problem because the real problem right now is that there is and have been for a long time a an attack on humanity a global attack on humanity on all different levels this is the final battle i think because they are hitting us from all different directions air water food psyops psychological operation false flag for fake viruses vaccines bioweapons or mass destruction whatever you want to call them they're hitting at from all different directions mass censorship you name it it's there so when these things are happening they need to divert our attention away so in on stage suddenly out of nowhere the mass shooting started again what the hell was that deception diversion it's diversion it's taking your attention away and every single year in the month of may there is, especially in the mid to late may there will be a major attack that will divert the attention away our event our attention the mainstream media's attention everybody who we really would like to look into the bilderberg meeting the bilderberg meeting is always the first weekend of june normally somewhere they keep relocating every year so we can't really find out who is there who is going there who is speaking there and so on and this year the very same thing happened over again boom we had two at mass attacks in uh, mass shootings in uh, the US as i would say a diversion away from many other things the billberg meeting that's the timing of it then you also have uh, the whole i mean like the fourth industrial revolution the world economic forum the young global leaders all of that thing also the whole covid operation that they're trying to amp up now with the monypox sorry did i say money yes because i mean it yeah uh, because monkeypox actually the k is silent so it's monkeypox it's just another yeah <clears throat> massive massive fraud and a step into global population control id 2020 mass destruction of people their immune system their ability to get children and whatever i mean they're there to destroy every single thing in you <clears throat> so i would advise make please make sure that you know exactly what you're pumping into your veins before you do it and if you do it to your kids even more important if you want to mess yourself up that's one thing if you want to mess up your kids and and innocent people that believe that you know better because you apparently are grown up <clears throat> please inform yourself please inform yourself there's so many incredible doctors like Dolores Cahill Christian Nostro Carrie Madej many of them close friends to me that are really making a massive massive effort to try to inform you anyway so back to the mass shootings so the mass shootings in the US is problem reaction solution 
most of the mass shootings, if not all, almost are in the U.S. The reason for that is because that is where the population are armed. It's armed in the U.S., not anywhere else, really. So problem, reaction, solution. What they're trying to make the problem out as is the gun especially the automatic AR-15. That's one they really targeted when it comes to these fake uh, mass shootings. So what they want to do is they want, don't want to say, well, we have a problem because the young teenagers are getting very pissed off by the way the state of the world. So we have to solve the mental issues with these individuals. We have to take better care of this generation. We have, no, 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 no. That's not what they're going for. They're going for the guns. But now that's backfiring. They, they really tried for years to, to get the U.S. population to give up the guns. And the U.S. population gave them not one finger, but two. Then during the COVID, when everything started uh, cracking, falling apart, and the financial system, uh, situation in the U.S. just became worse and worse. Also now when the same powers are destroying power, food plants and uh, transportation routes and whatever to mess it up for us burning crops and stuff like that when you got famine, possible famine within a year. Really, Biden? Well, here's for you again. So, uh, oh, God, it just gets to me. There's the level of stupidity and, and evil behind these, uh, these uh, plans. Anyway, so uh, during the COVID, suddenly people started buying guns instead like never before, more guns, more ammo. I mean, it just went like skyrocketed. So what that totally backfired in their face. But here they are again. Now they're trying a new variation of the same theme. But this time they're not going so much for the guns. What they're trying to do is that every time there is a, 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 a thing like this happening, they will say, uh, the head of the police uh, department or the FBI will come forward and stand there. Please know that every time there are these press conferences, the people that are talking are part of the operation. This is part of the solution. They are telling you the problem, reaction, solution. They are the ones who just carried it out. <clears throat> so they will say something like that. Well, we've had this youngster under our radar. We, we knew that he had been radicalized by blah, 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 blah. And we knew that he was dangerous. But unfortunately, we couldn't do anything. We really suspected it, but there was nothing we could do. And now look over there. There's a whole pile of dead bodies over there. And had we been able to act when we just suspected anything, this these dead bodies over there wouldn't have been there. Problem, reaction, solution. Meaning they want to be able to arrest you on suspicion only. Watch Hollywood movies, minority reports, these type of movies. They're telling you this is where we're going. If you want fantasy, read mainstream news uh, media. Watch that. If you want real facts coming up, telling you what's going to happen, watch movies. These are the, the way they're pumping us. Not all of it is true, of course not, but they're telling us this is where we're going. Black Mirror, these type of things. Watch it, watch it. This is where we're going. If you don't react, you indirectly consent, and boom, it's your ass going down the drain. And the karma is on your shoulders, by the way, because you should have said something. So we come to Buffalo, New York. My God. So here we have 
yet again. I mean, first we had in Brooklyn, there was this subway uh, shooting. They started for some reason, they, they, uh, with the names of the patsies, the people that they, they blame for these type of things, for some reason, I'm not sure why they do it, they, they use names that uh, are part of the mind fuckery. You had, in the old days, uh, they were very often sexually uh, connected. Like you had, uh, there was uh, in, in Melbourne uh, at a, an alleged car attack there, one of the victims, her name was Annie Dick on Ass. I kid you not, Annie Dick on Ass. You got huge dick in sun. You got uh, uh, Ben Dover. You got uh, at the George, uh, um, I can't breathe. What's his name? Uh, not George Foreman. George, uh, George Floyd. 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 I mean, the whole name of George Floyd is also based on a heavyweight uh, boxers, Floyd Patterson, uh, George Foreman, and uh, the girl that was filming it. Her name was uh, Frazier. Uh, you know, you got all of it combined into these type of things. And then part of the operation as well was uh, with, uh, I just lost the red thread in all of this. Doesn't matter. Um, what I noticed with the, the George Floyd, and then you mentioned the New York subway attack, both of them have two first names. He, he, his name was uh, Frank James. Yeah, so but Frank guys with two first names. That also, but also now they started using uh, old. I mean, that they're, they're going uh, in your subconscious. They're they're trying to affect your subconscious. And the guy in New York uh, at the Brooklyn thing, where you saw the same crisis actors like lying dead down in the subway, but also outdoors uh, next to a bus being uh, walking around there being fine and then uh, one on a stretcher going into an ambulance same handbag same woman same old all of it is just not very well uh, carried out and frank james was actually the brother of jesse james the most uh, infamous famous bank robber outlaw ever that in the latest thing you have uh, one of the people involved her name was pearl hart that's another outlaw that was one of the few uh, female outlaws in the old west so so they come they're using it somehow they're i'm not really sure but i think it's part of um using names that resonates with your subconscious where you would go oh frank james dead that he sounds like a bad guy no but it's interesting with the two first names i, I didn't think of that one and george floyd i can't remember uh is it on his mom's side of the family? Somewhere in that family, the last name is Mason. Like yeah. Freedom. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they love that one. And it's color-coded. It's deep purple or magenta. These colors are very dominant in interviews and backgrounds and color of the witnesses, the hair color of the witnesses, the balloons on the grave. These are indirect, uh, silent communication system for the people in the know telling this is our operation. It's called the George per, uh, Soros Purple Revolution. You will see these color very, very, very dominant, very, very dominant. So yeah, uh, Mason was there for sure. Uh, you had the whole George Floyd theme was bizarrely com connected to both Queens, uh, uh, you know, 
the the movie Queen, but the, the music of Queen. You can see in the background on buses that are passing when when this uh, uh, alleged uh, thing is happening, where he's being uh, suffocated, where it started the whole psychological operation called "I Can't Breathe." Before all the masks, the, all of that really got into to place, but also connected to Pink Floyd's "The Wall." It's it's really bizarre how they're connecting all of these things that then come into like a big soup of psychological operation, pumping into your subconscious, making you go emotional or whatever area they want, angry or depressed or whatever, how they want to affect you. It's part of it. So you have to look at it like that when you see these operations. So here we go back to Buffalo. And Buffalo is also like a Wild West thing when you think, I don't know why they're using the Wild West theme, but it seems like that is coming up now. When they did the Charlie Hebdo and a lot of other uh, attacks in 2015, they were connected to uh, historical events in the end of the Second World War. On the exact dates, they they were recreating these type of things. So here we come. For some reason, I mean, maybe they're running out of uh, themes, so they go Wild West. Maybe the next one is going to be, you know, like uh, Billy the Kid or something like that. It's going to do a bombing or or Bill Hickok. Maybe his name will be Hickok or or you will have um, Butch Cassidy. You know, these times they will sort of move in if they continue this crap. So anyway, Buffalo, that sounds very much Wild West. We, we got this young guy, uh, a white guy, who drives four hours to get to a supermarket, a top supermarket. I mean, just any supermarket, but mainly with a black population as clients there. And so he drives there four hours. He, he checks it out. He speaks to one guy about... Um, the whole racial thing, blah, 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 with this black dude who who uh, went up to him and said, yes, we, what do you think about this and this and this? Well, he had these racial problems, this and that. So the young guy drives four hours back home and then picks up all the guns and everything and then drives four hours next day. I mean, you have to admire the ambition and uh, the focus of this young guy. Instead of just going down to a local supermarket, he drives like a lot of hours up and down and up and down and up and down. And then he came there. And the guy who was interviewed, who, when you look at the whole theme, you have to look at the psychological theme that are used for different operations. And in this case, it was a racial theme that these were black individuals that uh, uh, had been shot. Uh, all 10 of the alleged victims were black. Uh, and the guy who was being interviewed, he had a T-shirt, a purple T-shirt. There you go, the color code. And then it says Black King on the print of it. These are not just coincidences. And him speaking to the guy the day before, and then he was at the supermarket when the shooting occurred, but was saved. He was saved because they had become friends the day before. Aww, very cute indeed. So we see the guy drive up because he's doing an exact copycat of the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand, very similar, with a head camera on AR-15, the whole, the whole way of filming the shooting, uh, almost like uh, in a computer game, very, very similar to the whole thing. Uh, 
So if it's okay with you, I'm just going to go through a few steps uh, of this filming and stuff like that, and then we move on to Texas. Are you okay with that? Please do. Okay, so he comes to this uh, this supermarket, <clears throat> and he drives up, and he's there's no anger, there's no, like, I'm so going to shoot these fuckers up, not at all, very calm, and then he steps out, and... Uh, he pulls out this gun. And when you see him getting out of the, uh, the car, please look in the background when he opens the door, if you have access to this video, you will see a white woman or what appears as a white woman in a blue dress who's sort of like stuck in, in the middle of a step. It's like, uh, I tell you, what we're looking at is not a real person. It's an animated CGI figure who's sort of stuck and then when he pulls out the gun, she starts walking very oddly, stiff way of walking. Chuck, 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 chuck. And she is the very first victim. So when he pulls out this, uh, this gun, you will see that the clip is actually not ejected or put into the gun itself. It's next to the gun. And some people have said, well, it's two, two clips that are taped together, possibly but then you know, the, in the rest of the footage, you can't see that clip. So that is an absolute uh, mistake there. And then he fires, he hits this woman. And I mean, an AR-15 is a very powerful weapon, you know. But instead of falling backwards or being sort of pushed backwards of the impact of these multiple shots that are hitting her, she falls forward. She just flat on her face and <clears throat> no blood, no nothing even though when you compare to uh, like the, the different YouTube videos that are uh, showing you with what is called ballistic uh, uh, heads, where it's, it's uh, like heads that are made the same way that a human head, but it's not a human head, of course. And then they try headshots and stuff to see the impact of different ammunitions and calibers and, uh, and guns and so on. And you will see the impact is massive. Here, we don't see that at all. And by the way, all 10, 10 victims are black, according to what we're being told. This woman and several of the other people getting shot are as white as they get. She is whiter than I am. I mean, like, pale, pale, pale. You will also see that uh, you can't see the uh, this, uh, empty shells being ejected. You can't see the impact either when this guy shoots. So anyway, he, he moves into the shop. There's no one move, really moving around inside the shop. Uh, you don't see any people in the, in the cashier. You, you don't see there's a, no people there. And then there are uh, shoes left. I don't know if we've been talking about these shoes that appears everywhere in these operations. If not, I can tell you more about it later. So these shoes are placed very centrally uh, on different locations inside the shop. <clears throat> and so he walks around. People are not standing up. They're already on the floor looking, apparently, shot. And then uh, we have one gruesome scene, apparently, where there's one victim lying on uh, her stomach uh, on the floor inside the supermarket, and he fires a headshot close range, like maybe three feet away, and you don't see an impact at all. Compare that to what happens with a ballistic head, where it, where the head actually explodes like a, well, horrible, horrible, horrible. Here we see absolutely nothing. So 
I tell you, this whole thing, and also uh, right after they, they had this interview with, I think it was FBI or the head of the investigation, and she said exactly the thing that they keep repeating now. Uh, we had him under observation. He was on our radar. Unfortunately, we couldn't do anything. Our hands were tied. And here we have a whole pile of dead bodies. We have uh, problems color coding their skin color, but otherwise white, black, who, I don't know. But it was a racial uh, crime. And had we only had the uh, possibility to arrest him on suspicion only, this wouldn't have happened. Boom, there you come. That was the solution. I tell you, one thing that I find interesting is that uh, uh, even Google are part of these operations. Google, if you didn't know it, not a nice company, very connected to the whole shebang. And <clears throat> many times when something like this happened, there, I tell you, there would be millions of people that go in on Google Map, find the exact location and look around like that. So that is a perfect place for product placement. Product placement is just like they do in the movies. It's not a coincidence when people sit down and have a coffee and in the background, you've got a Coca-Cola, uh, whatever, in the background. That is not by coincidence. It is there, uh, put there for obvious reasons to sell Coca-Cola. So this is part of marketing. And here on, on Google Maps, several times when you go in and you check out the exact address, you will find a Coca-Cola truck. Uh, there will be uh, uh, other stuff, you know, big, big signs like marketing. And in this case, right at the entrance of this very supermarket, there is a shoe. There's an, a, a single shoe right at the entrance on the road. This is back to the shoes. Have we talked about the shoes before? I don't believe you did. I've heard you talk about the shoes, but I don't believe uh, you did on this podcast. And and please, Joseph, is it okay if I just ramble on? Please uh, just do like this and interrupt me at any time. No, go on. I enjoy listening. Okay, so the shoes, the shoes. Well, I've looked into, I don't know, so many hundreds of cases over the years. And one thing that I started finding was shoes. Shoes on crime scenes. Like, what? what is that shoe? Do you know, like, people are being shot or hit by a car or a van in a crowd or whatever, and their trainers are left on the ground. And, I mean, the last time I was shot, I didn't sort of fly out of my shoes. It was, or, or it's also many times in the, in the, when you read about one of these things, they ran out of their shoes, quote, that is what they, often the text they got so afraid that they ran out of their shoes. What? What? Or you have the scenario, somebody comes in with an AR-15 and people take off their shoes so they can run faster. I mean, really, that really doesn't match uh, up in my world of logic, if I have any. So these shoes started really bugging me because uh, I was finding hundreds of them, hundreds of cases, the shoes were there, the shoes were there, the shoes were there. So I started, I had this, uh, uh, what I call my research vault. It's uh, nowadays when so much is being censored, this is a gold mine, a gold mine of information because so much has been deleted. It's all of my years, that's like four, four decades of, of research is in this research vault that I now sell also to get the information out there for generations to come as well. 
Anyway, in it, I got the, everything perfectly organized, systematic, blah, 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 whatever you want to find out about hundreds and hundreds of cases, including top political assassinations, it's right there. So I, I made a folder called Shoes, and I started pumping in the shoes in that one because I just found them all over the place. And then I did it, did, started doing shows about them, asking, like, what is going on here? Because, like, you had the uh, Dayton, Ohio shooting, Okay, yeah, that was a mass shooting out in a parking lot behind a bar. Okay, so we have the crime scene. We know it's a crime scene because they got the plastic uh, cordon area off, you know, police, 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 stay out like that. Okay, so it must be a crime scene. How do we know? Yes, there's a police car next to it with the headlights going on. Well, that looks very like a crime scene. And then they are, I kid you not, 54 trainers in a pile. 54 train. I'm just like, please explain to me what happened. How can they end up like that? It's like, what is going on here? Were they zoomed up, you know, zoom me up, Scotty or whatever? Is that what happened? Or were they just like blown away when they were shot? And while the shoes, some of them, you know, unlaced, most of them brand new. It's not almost always Nike shoes, these ones. So these type of things also uh, drive-by shooting in uh, Baltimore or nightclub. And what is the photo of? A shoe. That's it. The Las Vegas mass shooting. What was the one that New York Times and, and it was being circulated everywhere? It was a shoe and a, a, a stain of blood. That, that was it. The shoe, the shoe, the shoe. And so I started glowing back and I was like, the shoe has been used as a symbol of death, at least from the, holo- the alleged Holocaust and onwards, where we were told, look over there, this is the proof of the death of million of people, millions of people. So I've looked at it and I said, really, with an open mind, what I see is a lot of shoes that are just piled up. That is not proof that would, you couldn't go to court and say, they're dead because the shoe is over there. No, but this is what we are being told. So I looked into shoes, and it's in the Korean War, lot, piles of shoes saying dead people. Then you had in the Vietnam War, lots of shoes, dead people. Then you had the Balkan War, lots and piles of shoes and boots and like that. That's the proof of a mass murder. No, it's a pile of shoes. What is going on here? You got the six-day war between Israel and Egypt. Okay, out in the middle of the desert, all of these boots. Have you ever been to a desert? I tell you, the last thing you want to take off are your boots. You will be, your feet will fry. They will boil. And And here, no, this shows you that there was a fight and that the Israelis won. And the the, the Egyptians, they got so scared, so they fled. But of course, first they took off their boots. I mean, something doesn't match up here at all. So anyway, so I was uh, doing interviews. And one of the ones uh, that uh, I was uh, doing was called the soulless shoes of death, because it's like, what is going on? And I did, uh, you can find that, uh, I mean, I'm being censored everywhere, but uh, on my website, lightonconspiracies.com or damagard.com, in the membership area, there's about 1,100 interviews that I've done over the years, 
uh, all kinds of podcasts, webinars, uh, daylight, you name it, it's there. You can, there's like at least, I think, 9,000 articles and stuff. You can spend years there. And I bet it for more or less everything that is there. As far as I know, it's true. So anyway, so I was, uh, one uh, time I was being uh, contacted by an insider, anonymous insider, who said, uh, you're doing great. I've, I've been following you for years, but you're missing out on the clues and also the shoes. I was like, what do you mean with the shoes? He said, the shoes are part of a Freemasonic ritual. Okay. So he said, one shoe of a victim or one shoe that is just lying there, that shows that this, uh, uh, that this individual is doing it voluntarily. If there's somebody lying around dead with one shoe up, that means this person is doing it voluntarily, just like they do in the, their own rituals uh, in the Freemasonic uh, free lodges, one shoe off and one uh, trousers leg up, that shows that this guy is doing it uh, voluntarily. Two shoes off, the person told me, is then that is to show homage of the sacred space where this ritual is being carried out. Very charming. I mean, we're looking at rituals in these operations as well. So I thought that's interesting. But then I was doing a, uh, a show together with a CIA whistleblower, Cody Snodgrass, who, had all, who has also been involved in MK Ultra operations. And he, one time when we were doing this interview, he said, there's a whole, uh, he thinks there's a whole different level to these shoes. Because he said, when they were preparing people uh, as MK Ultra, Assets. I mean, an, an MK Ultra is a mind-controlled asset. The way that they do that is they need to break that person down through horror, through extreme pain and trauma, so that it comes to a point where the, the personality of that individual just goes, I can't take it, I can't take it. And for some reason, uh, what happens is that the personality just bloop and creates a, another personality when their trauma is too intense. And so uh, what different agencies over the years found out is that if they can just trigger, like go between the different personalities, then they can use the secondary or third or whatever, how many personalities they create to do things, carry things out for these agencies without the primary uh, personality even knowing about it. So they call it a trigger, something that can activate the trigger. You've seen it in many Hollywood movies where you have like a car mechanic who's just going about his normal day. There's a phone call. He picks it up. And then maybe there's a song, Mary Had a Little Lamb or something like that. And suddenly he goes into like zombie mode and he becomes a killer that goes out hunting down and killing people. And then he comes back, boom, get re-triggered and he's back into his normal life and he doesn't even know what he's done the trigger so what cody said the way that they did these things were they were uh, not the saying that he was involved in the operations himself but the way that it is done is that uh, these individuals the the victims of this are being uh, raped or tortured multiple times and every time they inflict these type of uh, traumas on this person they have a trigger, like uh, it can be like a symbol, an upside down dolphin, a song, a, a special color, something that triggers 
very deliberately can trigger them and swap them into the secondary personality that can that are then under the control of these agencies. So the trigger is very important. And so every time they're being raped, the triggers they're the same, the same, the same. And then one day it's come to a point where the only thing they need is to show the trigger. They don't need the trauma. They don't need the pain. They don't need the the rape. Is no needed, uh, not needed anymore. It's enough with the trigger. So what Cody suggested was that the shoe has been used as a trigger ever, ever since at least the Second World War, where you got something horrible happen, and then they put the shoe there as well as a secondary trigger. Because every time you're talking or reading about death and the shoes there, death, shoes there, death, shoes there. In the end, you just need to show the shoe to trigger people into, to keep them in fear mode. And uh, I tell you if, you, if you don't believe me, just check out any kind of shooting or alleged uh, crime or whatever that is connected to death. Go on Google and then add the word shoe. Boom, click. You will find them in the hundreds. Normally, it's uh, Associated Press, Reuters or Gettys Images that are the ones pumping out these images. It's all over the place. So, and also, if you want to see a very, very low budget uh, psychological operation on a massive population, how many times have you been going on a highway and there's one shoe lying in the street? How many, I tell you, most of us have been driving, who the hell just dropped that shoe? How can you drop just one shoe? Every car that passes will react and see the shoe, the shoe, the shoe, the shoe. That is part of keeping you in this fear mode. Also in the morning, you wake up, you put on the radio, another mass shooting, another terror attack, another ISIS beheading. And then what are the one of the first thing you do, you put on your shoes. And so it's like trick, trick, boom, boom. And you keep it's keeps you in that mode. So anyway, the shoes are there all the time. So if you want to say something, now is the chance, or I will go on. Um, yeah, that reminds me of Tom Hanks, where he has his thread of, is it just the one glove that he takes pictures of all the time? And I, I wonder what that symbolism is, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, allegations of pedophilia surrounding him. It is when you come to that level of society, it's uh, unfortunately, it's a very dark place to come. And many of these individuals will not get into these uh, uh, ranks of famous people, successful individuals without selling out and becoming one of them. And uh, Hollywood is one major place for this to happen. The music business is one major place for this to happen. And uh, the whole celebrity thing. And Tom Hanks is one of them for sure. You will see he's uh, quite central in many operations as well. And his, in, uh, his uh, Twitter account is just bizarre because shoes, shoes, very often kid shoes. I mean, very often kid shoes and sometimes a white glove. This is also free, very Freemasonic. But the shoes are the, and his comments are creepy, you know, like um, there would be one baby missing a shoe. Do you know, like very odd, very odd. And then you get into the whole pizza gate and into the whole area of pedophilia. Jeffrey Epstein as one of the 
people delivering and also gathering evidence that can be used as blackmail. That was his uh, job for, for Mossad and, and CIA. Uh, it, it is on a global scale. So Jeffrey Epstein is just one. You got Jimmy Savile in England, you got Mark Dutroux in, in Belgium. And these have, these are international, very, very sinister, dark pedophilia network that is also used as uh, controlling networks. So that is one very odd, very odd um, uh, Twitter account. You also had uh, the very one of the very first victims that was infected by corona was tom hanks and his wife they were in australia oh my god and so they were playing uh, they were playing a game i don't know what it was and he was uh, uh, having two two three points two two three that's uh, no three two three two two uh, it's the skull and bones number it's also the date of uh, the 22nd of, of march is a date that very often uh, they recycle uh, terror attacks or mass shootings on that day, specific date and also he was uh, he was uh, using his favorite typewriter the corona typewriter madonna did exactly the same thing this was exactly when the whole corona thing started uh, uh, being unleashed on the world you know, and uh, Madonna is another one there. And she also, on her Madame X album that was released exactly before this whole thing, uh, on the back of the cover, you got the Corona typewriter, uh, you know, when the whole thing and her performance at the European Song Contest. Oh my God, if you've ever, ever seen a Freemasonic ritual being performed in front of millions of people. Holy crap. That was, and where uh, the dancers were dancing around with gas masks. I mean, this was before, there was just when the corona was about to hit the world. So anyway, long story short, or short stories long, you had many uh, similarities also uh, from the Buffalo shooting with the Christchurch shooting where you had, uh, uh, there were all of these uh, uh, writings on the gun uh, in white, where the Christchurch uh, shooter had the names of victims at the alleged truck attack in Stockholm and other. They connect these things in a very bizarre way. It, they, are, they are the ones behind most of them. I call them the global tour of terror. It's like a, a theater group, a fear theater group, a mobile unit that is being transported mostly around between uh, NATO countries, uh, flown in in big C-130s, just like a rock group, uh, but not in tour buses. They are coming in military planes, coming in, landing after dark, and then being transported on location in buses uh, where a drill is uh, prepared. And then, boom, the next day after they've rehearsed and everything, they go right with a real terror attack. But anyway, so... Um, you, you, not only were there these writings that was connected to Stockholm, there are several things at the Buffalo shooting that is co connected to both the Christchurch shooting and the uh, Stockholm truck attack. And also Pizzagate uh, with um, uh, Podesta, John Podesta, the number 14 that he had, uh, there's the, these bizarre photos where the number 14 is etched in on his uh, hand 
and his palms and other areas, also the number 15. And here in Buffalo, we had the number 14 on the gun as well, as in Christchurch as well. And uh, the just as an example, uh, the, the house of the alleged shooter, where the alleged shooter was living, it looks almost abandoned, but outside are a big, big white statue of a, a white lion. And the white lion is the symbol that was used for the alleged truck attack in Stockholm. That, but these are just minor things, but uh, it's just all over the place. You will also see that uh, they're using uh, not only the purple or magenta color coding that just being pumped very dominant in these photos from these alleged crime scenes and demonstrations and whatever it is that is part of the operation, but also they're pointing towards the Ukraine, which is also their operation at the moment. The Ukrainian uh, flag is yellow and blue, and so, so is the, the, the Swedish, but these colors are, are used, you will see from, from uh, uh, funerals, from uh, other photos of the, the color, very, very dominant blue and yellow. Normally you don't see that at all. Like in one of the, uh, at one of the funerals for some of the victims at uh, this alleged shoot, mass shooting in Buffalo, there's a massive big cross inside a church that is blue and yellow. Have you ever seen that? No, it's part of a psychological operation. So then we come to the Rob Elementary School. I, I love it when they do, it's like the Freeman school shooting. Listen to the words, the Freeman school shooting. Oh, Freeman are being shot at psychological operation. Here, the Rob Elementary School. What does that tell you? They're robbing elementary school. It's part of the whole uh, thing. And what was the symbol? What was the photo of uh, this mass shooting? Oh, two white shoes. Of, it's like girl shoes with a white flower, two white flowers. And the shoes are for a, a girl, maybe age seven or something like that, just standing there. What is that? It's part of the psychological operation. Then you have, we have the alleged shooter. Okay, fair enough. Nowadays with AI and the different technologies, I mean, you can even go to TikTok and download apps where you can change, you can swap faces, you can put on masks, you can do whatever. So you have to be aware that these faces can very easily be manufactured. Uh, there are even special programs where you can just generate uh, and make people look super real. They mix different faces and they just may, they look super real, but they don't exist. We're talking phantom identities very often. And many times when you see these shooters, they have like a very light blue background. There's no patterns, there's no nothing. Uh, and we're just being told, well, there you go. It was like when the photos were taken by the in the police office. Well, some of them have never been registered by the police. So why that background? And so we have one photo, the one that they always have, where the shooter is taking a selfie in a mirror. Okay, we take that photo. We look at his face, his structure, the face proportions, and so on. And then another photo where he we are being told, well, this is the same shooter. Well, is it really? Because when you make a facial, uh, uh, like when they do have now with uh, comparing facial structures and, and the whole setup nowadays, there's no match. The same with the shooter 
at the Buffalo shooting, you, there was no match between the person that was uh, the photos that was uh, shown of him before the shooting. Look at his hair. Look at the uh, how his uh, his hair is uh, uh, cur not curly at all. His eyebrows, his ears, whatever. And then when you look at the person who was arrested and very conveniently put a white mask on so we can't see him, it's not the same person. And see the same with the shooters. The people, the photos that are being put out there are not the same. It's not the same. Then we have, it said that this guy went in there and he went into the school for no apparent reason, pissed off, and then he stayed in there for a long, long time. And then uh, before he was shooting and the police didn't go in for, I don't know, more than an hour, just like in the Las Vegas mass shooting, did just let him do his job, if that is what you believe. Anyway, so... Uh, there were two female teachers that were shot there. And uh, so we got two photos of the same teacher, one where she's like 22 and one where she's like 44. And most of the they put the photos next to each other saying, this is the teacher. Why on earth would you do that? Why on earth? And indirectly, I had to go back to say, one of the things that an insider told me once was that, when uh, they do these operations, they leave clues in the forensic evidence. And I'm like, why? This was an anonymous guy that contacted me from the inside. And I said, but why on earth would they do such a stupid thing? He said, the reason is the law of karma. They're terrified of the law of karma since they're do making, they're up to so many bad things, you know. So he says, what they're doing is they're putting it right in front of us, telling us, this is not true, or this is a clue for the next upcoming attack. Please be aware. The reason they do that is because they're terrified of the law of karma. And the way they see it, if they show us what they're up to, even in subtle ways, and we do not react, then indirectly we consent, and then the bad karma is on our shoulders, not theirs. So I would say strongly suggest this is one of the ways they do it by showing things like this and then so we look at the uh what's her name Mirales I think her name was the teacher's uh, the the photo of the younger version of her and then you compare it to one of the alleged victims at the Sandy Hook shooting the Sandy Hook shooting absolute stage 100% false flag absolute nothing happened the school was closed for three years before when i say this i don't say it easily you can go into my website lightonconspiracies.com go to the shop there's one pdf for free it's called nobody died at sandy hook it's uh, professor jim fetz and myself and 10 other uh, high level researchers that have put that uh, book together right after the sandy hook happened it's i think it's uh, 350 pages packed with just evidence pointing out, look here, look here, look here, look here, look here. So you can see for yourself, this is an absolutely, absolute fake uh, event. Nothing is real around that. And these alleged victims have then resurfaced multiple times. The, the shot victims, the dead victims have even been taking group photos of at the Super Bowl. I kid you not. One of the kids that was uh, killed at Sandy Hook 
was two days later photographed in the lap of Obama, President Obama. I mean, wake me up, wake me up. Anyway, so there's always a drill before when, when there's a false flag operation. Uh, the drill is there to, to practice, to rehearse, to get everything set, and then da, 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 boom, they go live, and then you have a live event happening. Or a lot of photos and videos were taken during the drill, and then that footage were used as live footage from a place where nothing actually happened the day on when they said that it did. And so did we have a drill? Yes, there was a very recent uh, active shooter drill in the very same school. And uh, who was leading uh, this drill? Well, it was the husband of the second teacher that was shot. Okay. And uh, very conveniently, by now with a grave, there's purple flowers, there are purple balloons, there are purple uh, papers where people have write, uh, written on the color code is there, the color code is there. And then when you look at the, if you want to go emotional, that is what they always want, emotional, so that we will accept their story and their solution. So the other teacher that was shot, her name was Irma Garcia. There's, uh, she was named... Uh, let me see here. She was, uh, once again, think psychological operation to get the whole emotion going. She was named best teacher of the year, as well as the 2019 recipient of the Trinity Prize for Excellence in Education. You know, can you feel the emotions? Oh, and she was shocked. That's horrible. And then you see there's a whole big banner of her teacher of the year, Irma Garst, and then Sia is like almost on its own, like CIA in the background. And then her husband, that was the one that uh, uh, was uh, holding the drill, active shooter drill in the school just before and maybe knew too much as well. He died two days after this alleged shooting from a broken heart. He died from a broken heart. So he's out of the way as well. And then one of the uh, main individuals that were being uh, one of the key eyewitnesses that were being interviewed over and over again, a small little girl, a girl with glasses. She looks very innocent. And the photos taken of her is with, she's standing in a place with massive big butterfly wings. And that is uh, uh, MK Monarch, uh, you know, one of the operations in uh, the CIA when it comes to mind control and also controlling media, they love the monarch butterfly as the symbol of that. So it's like, and then, then every time something like this happened, they hit you with statistics about, oh my God, the guns, we need to do something about the guns, take them away, take them away. And so I loved it, uh, you know, they published next to or in the same article about this uh, Uvalde shooting uh, in Texas here, where, by the way, I had people in Uvalde who told me that this school as well has not been open for several years, just like in Sandy Hook. So the whole thing absolutely staged. But anyway, so uh, you got these... Uh, statistics and photos of statistics and then one of them says firearms per 100 people so you got the united states is way it's like double okay number two comes the falkland islands 
I kid you not, the Falkland Islands. So that's supposed to show you, oh, it's not, you know, there are other places with a lot of guns. The Falkland Islands is outside Argentina and the population is 2,840 people. The rest of the population are sheep on these uh, stony rocks. Why would you compare to Falkland Islands? And then the next one is Yemen. The next one is New Caledonia. The next is Serbia, Montenegro, Uruguay. Then comes Canada and then comes Cyprus. Why do you even show things like that? I mean, it, it should be like the United States, the UK, maybe China, maybe Russia, something like that. Why are you doing It's part of the psychological operation to show firearms are dangerous. Firearms are dangerous. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. So anyway, I am tired, so I'm not going to ramble on. Please uh, interrupt me. It's just like you said, there's a reason why it's called Rob Elementary. They're trying to rob us of our rights. And one thing I notice is uh, Rob is spelled with two Bs. I'm surprised it's not spelled with three Bs for Build Back Better, but maybe they're admitting that it, there's <laughs> no better with their Build Back Um but B in gematria equals two, and two is the number of divisions. So I think this is divide and conquer as always. And uh, I always look at the numbers. Um, 19 children died. Uh, it's the same thing as in uh, the Oklahoma City bombing. 19 children died. It's just like COVID-19 or the 19 hijackers. I think there's a reason why that number is repeated. Um, and they kept saying 19 children, 21 in total. They didn't say 19 children and two adults. They said 19 and 21 in total. So you have your COVID-19 and your agenda 21 right there. Because uh, 21, as any hypnotherapist will tell you, is the number um, of hypnosis. It's the number of times that you have to repeat a word or a term before uh, it really starts taking effect. So I believe that's the, the real influence behind the number 21. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yes. Also, I wanted to go way back where you were talking about the, uh, the callers. Um, this one, in this shooting afterwards, um, I don't know. That there may have been purple involved, but the, they were using orange. Uh, there was the, the Wear Orange Weekend. And, of course, it lasted for three days, which is very uh, Freemasonic. Um, and orange is, uh, esoterically, it's the color of the sunset, right? Um, and in the, uh, the sub, the New York subway shooting, um, seems like a lifetime ago now, but, um, it wasn't that long ago, but it happened near Sunset Park. Um, so with the color orange, it's, uh, you know, esoterically, symbolically represents a warning of death to come because it precedes, um, it precedes nighttime or uh, through the seasons, it precedes the dark winter, the dark night. Um, and you have like code orange or agent orange, you have amber alert. Um, you look at the um, November, December, um, October, September, you have it either ends in BER or Ember. <laughs> so it's the Ember, it's the dying flame. Um, 
So, uh, so orange is like the autumn. Um, it's the time of the harvest. So I guess there would be uh, a ritual sacrifice in that symbolism. You know, um, Halloween is represent, represented by orange and black um, uh, prisoners wear orange jumpsuits. So there's a lot of symbolism in orange. So that's where my mind went when I was wondering why wear orange weekend. They gave no explanation as to why orange. That's the only thing I could come up with. Oh, it's um, super interesting. It's uh, I I find that it's uh, sometimes with uh, with numbers and colors. I mean, and geometria. You you can find more or less anything you want to find, you know, the way you, uh, if you want to combine at the same time, the numbers nine, one or nine, one, one or one, one, nine, all over the place. The name, the numbers 33. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? 33 and Corona or COVID like it's, it will come out in the thousands. It's like 33, unbelievable and they change in the headlines on many newspapers also it's like 33 new victims and the 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 number is in red meaning it's there for a specific person purpose they're pointing at something the number the 666 or the uh also with the colors i find it uh, i don't really understand the colors i'm really listening and uh, learning from you here uh, sometimes it can be a coincidence, sometimes for sure not. I mean, like when they have a specific uh, holiday like that and, or whatever it was, days off, hot orange, that is not a coincidence. That is really a very specific detail. After the Parkland uh, shooting, uh, which was also an absolute stage one that I predicted, I predicted 64 of these up to two months before they actually occurred. Uh, there was also a whole whole lot of orange going on you know like uh, they were they were pumping out orange and purple and also one thing that i believe when you look at the the color um uh, what do you call it like the color spectrum i believe that orange is the exact opposite of purple as far as i know purple and orange are ex in uh, exact opposite maybe that is uh, or uh, maybe that also has a reason. I mean, it's like because I don't know why they use these colors. I mean, purple stands for royalty and aristocracy, but it's also like the highest, the highest the chakra. Uh, I'm not sure why they're using it or if they're just hijacking these things as they've done so many times before with the, with numbers and and geometry and uh, I mean symbols, you know, like the pyramid or the one eye or whatever, all of these things they've taken away from us. They're these uh, beautiful things that have been taken away and used in a very negative way against us. So I, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but uh, thank you for pointing it out. Yeah, and as you mentioned, 33 with COVID was just uh, plastered all over the place. And uh, Timothy McVeigh, he, his birth numerology was 33, and he died at the age of 33 on the date of 611, which 6 times 11 is 66, or it's uh, an upside-down 911. And it's just like uh, when we go back to school shootings, um, Dylan Kleibold, however you pronounce his name, of the Columbine shooters, he was born on 911. I don't think that's coincidence. and. Um, 
if you've ever uh, looked into the Paul is Dead of the Beatles, um, oh, yeah. his car crash was supposed to have been on September 11th. 66, and uh, yeah. wasn't it September 11th, 1991, that George Herbert Walker Bush gave his New World Order speech? I think that it was, was on 9 11. It was on 9 11 in 1990, 11 years before. Uh, yeah, that was the first time the New World Order came out big time, and where George Bush says, This is what we're going to do. We call the New World Order. You, there's nothing you can do about it. It's going to happen. So you better just prepare. Um, that was it very openly. And after that, suddenly you started seeing all of these world leaders talking about the new world order, the new world order, the new world order, Tony Blair, George Gordon Brown, all of these started pumping it out, Swedish uh, called Bildt and so on. But George Bush Sr., which senior, who is a high, high player in this whole thing, junior, that's a joke, uh, just a front for senior to be in the back, still active. <clears throat> but uh, George Bush Sr., very, very important in many of these operations. And as I think of it, I'm pretty certain it was 1991. And 1991, now that I think about it, is a palindrome. It's 1991. <laughs> so there you have your 19 and then your 19 reversed at the end, inverted, I should say. I can almost guarantee that you're wrong. Uh, it was 1990, as far as I'm sure. Oh, okay. It, it, no, it would be great if we can just uh, check, because I used to think that it was 1991, and then I, somebody corrected me, and I checked it, and it, so it was 1990, I believe. But there you go. I stand corrected if it's 91. Already. Um, it was on 9-11 for sure. That, I, either but, or, there's a repetition of numbers that... Uh, yeah. At some point, you, it cannot be coincidence. No, no, no. You you had the murder of the Swedish uh, foreign minister, Anna Lind, 9-11-2003. You had the uh, coup and murder of Salvador Allende in Chile in 1973 on 9-11. Uh, I mean, that, that date is a very specific date for these dark forces, very specific. Um, going back to the Columbine shooters, um, I, I, because I'm sure you've investigated this much deeper than I have. But when I look at like their basement tapes and their, uh, what was that video? The Hitman for Hire, whatever it was called. Um, I, I don't, it, they don't seem like killers. They seem like wannabe actors. And, you know, it's always led me to wonder if the FBI or whatever three-letter agency found these two wannabe actor kids and convinced them that they were trying out for a specific role as hitmen in a school or whatever. And so they show up to the school in character, in costume, and then, bam, just kill them and blame it on them. Um, does that this make any sense? It makes absolute perfect sense because uh, this has been repeated so many times many, many times, also terror attacks and suicide bombers and so on, where the FBI's role, I'm not saying about every uh, FBI agent, I'm sure there's a lot of good guys and girls uh, out there, but the FBI has been used since Hoover made it into this power empire, <clears throat> has been used to stage, prepare, train, uh, equip, many 
of these people that are then in these operations. They have been part of training them and also hiring them as extras for film sets or commercials or whatever. They think that they're part of a film set, that they are part of uh, something, you know, just like a Hollywood movie or commercial or whatever. They have no idea that they're walking straight into an ambush where they go down as the patsy. And then the FBI's role is to prepare them, to equip them, to train them for whatever. And then after the operation, to get rid of all the evidence, clean the the crime scene and and place out uh, all staged uh, evidence that would point straight at these patsies so they take it they clean the crime scenes for all real evidence or whatever happened and then they they put out all of the things pointing in whatever direction they want that is the role of the fbi i call them uh, it's called the federal bureau of investigation i call it fraud uh, fraud robbery and uh, intimidation that's more like it, I tell you. It's it's really sad when you see these things and institutions that you think, oh my God, they're there to protect us. They're there to, they're the good guys. And then you start seeing really, really CIA, oh my God, NSA, oh my God, DEA, oh my God, ATF, oh my God. You know, it's like uh, FEMA, holy crap. It's like... Uh, Patriot Act, my God, Homeland Security, oh my God, security, Homeland Security, no, Homeland Destabilization, crime massacre uh, in, I don't even know what to call them, but I mean, all of that, I mean, I love that as well, you got the Patriot Act, the Homeland, Homeland Security, all of that was pushed through right after 9-11. This had taken years to prepare, years. And all of it was on standby. Boom, buildings went down, dustified, woof. And suddenly, boom, we had Patreon and Homeland Security put in motion like that. For your security, it's always for you. Because they really, really care about us. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Turn it around. It's inverted reality. 180 degree if they're telling you it's good, you have better look into it because it will be bad for you. If they're telling you it's bad for you, look into it and, and you know, like uh, learn from it and you will find that it's amazing. I mean, they try to ban vitamins. Vita stands for life. You know, they try to ban cinnamon. You look into cinnamon. It's my God, it's amazing. It's all of these things that they're trying to ban. Colloidal silver, look into it. They're telling you. This is good. This is good. I I see it as like, if they ban it, I'm really like, I didn't even know about it. Thank you so much for pointing it out. Perfect. Um, uh, the, the Rob Elementary shooting, um, I thought that they were going to carry that in the news a little longer than they did before. It was just bam, 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 new shooting, new shooting, new shooting. There's been a billion shootings ever since then. But then um, I guess I shouldn't be so surprised because there's these diversionary tactics they use. It's like it reminds me of uh, the Mandalay Bay shooting where the very next day uh, Tom Petty uh, dies. But the way that the news carried it on, it wasn't he just died. It was um, no, he's still alive. Uh, He's barely hanging in there. Oh, no, he may pull through. 
And then, no, it turned out he had been dead the whole time. So they just spread that story out all day long. And then, you know, people weren't even remembering the shooting the day before. So I guess it's, uh, I call it like the Trump tactic because, it, you know, Trump will say the craziest thing uh, one day. And then the very next day, he's already said 10 more crazy things. So you can't really investigate what he said the day prior. <laughs> So it's just this uh, keep you running from this to that, never really being able to fully investigate anything. That is the name of the game. The, I mean, if you got something really sophisticated, like the JFK assassination, that was super sophisticated. We're still confused after all of these years. Masterpiece. These kind of operations, absolute pure crap. I mean, crap, low-budget, Blah. There's no substance. There's no preparations. There's just not good. Nothing is good about it when it comes to, from their point of view. It's just not high quality, meaning very easily to debunk. Anyone that goes there with certain, a certain amount of, I mean, if you can feel the difference between cold and hot water, if the, your intelligence level is on that level, even there, you will see this doesn't match up. This doesn't match up. So they need to divert the attention. I mean, the school wasn't even open. It was a closed down school. That doesn't take an investigative reporter from CNN like hours to find out. You go there and they say, no, it's been closed for three years. What the hell? You know, you don't have to be like super brainy to see that, whoa, there's something weird going on here. No. So what they need is divert the attention. This was the alleged third biggest mass shooting in the history of the u.s it should be massive and it's not that also tells you something they're trying to make you look the other way so boom 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 over here over here look over here look over here don't don't spend time looking into these no 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 it's over there's another one over here no so there's another absolute bullshit 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 and bullshit and then you have to be a nerdy individual like myself who says, I'm not going to be distracted. I will I will dig until I find out what's actually happened here. Now, I have not looked into the, this, these ones uh, that, uh, that much because I know as soon as I see it, it takes all the boxes. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. If it smells like bullshit, there's a high chance that it is bullshit. You know, then you start looking into the financial situation. Okay. So in these locations where these things happen, what, how was the financial situation before? Very often, crap. They were on the verge of bankruptcy. They were, you know, like that. And suddenly afterwards, it's going up. Fantastic. When you see... This happens, and they send out images of dead children and beautiful uh, teachers and stuff like that. Well, what do you know? GoFundMe uh, campaigns, like 64 campaigns, like that will raise millions of dollars from ordinary people. It's also called money laundry. It's also called money laundry, where they pump in money from the illegal money themselves into these GoFundMe wash them, clean them out, and then they, they're out there to be used. But many times these GoFundMe uh, campaigns are, are uh, generating funds from the public that go straight into black ops. 
that goes into these operations and are financing it. I mean, wake me up. Wake me up. It's like, my God, we're paying for it ourselves. Stop it. Stop it. You know, it's like unbelievable what's going on just because we're not aware. And then many of these crisis actors are also funded, uh, like in Sandy Hook, many, many houses were given to these families, you know, like for $1, all kinds of tax this and tax that, millions of dollars that are just being relocated into these things. And I also just want to ramble on about another thing. Many years ago, there was the director of the CIA, a really, really uh, evil dude called Alan Dulles. He was behind a lot of bad stuff in the world. This uh, sophisticated-looking gentleman was one time in, it was only his appearance that was sophisticated. I mean, the rest of him was like very diabolic. diabolic. But anyway, he was in, in Greece, and with him he had Fletcher Prouty. Fletcher Prouty is one of the people that I really admire in this life. He was uh, working in the Pentagon. He was into special ops, very high up in the late 50s and the early 60s. And he's the guy in the JFK movie that is called Mr. X that meets up with uh, Garrison in Washington, D.C. They walk out in the park and he tells Garrison, this is what was behind the JFK assassination. unbelievable what he says there is so spot on he shows the magnitude of the power and the money behind that assassination unbelievable anyway he later became a whistleblower and i've learned a lot from this guy before he died so anyway CIA director Alan dulles and fletcher prouty was in greece and they were driving around there and uh, so they were driving past what looked like sort of like an a, um, like a urbanization, sort of like the gated community type of thing in Greece. And so Alan Dolan said, uh, listen, Fletcher, do you know what that is? He was pointing to that. And Fletcher said, no, is that sort of like a holiday resort? And Dolan said, no, no, all ours, all ours. Everyone in there were CAA assets. Wannabes, used to be grandfathers, parents, uh, children, all of them CAA assets but in one community so that they could, if needed, be activated to do whatever was needed. The whole community. I tell you, when you look at Sandy Hook, that in my world is one of these communities. Every single one of them living there is an asset. That area, the mental institution, the hospital, all of these things that have even been used in in horror movies uh, where they filmed in Sandy Hook, all of them, I believe, are assets. That is why they can pull it off like that. So no one talks because all of them are in it. And then again, if and Dulles said in Greece, he said, we got these all over the place. In other countries, in the States, we got them all over the place. Have you ever heard of them? No. Have I ever heard of them? No, not really, except for that. But where are they? They are out there somewhere. And I bet you... They're being used in these type of operations where maybe Uvalde, I've never been there. Uh, it's one of these places where every single one is part of the operation. You just activate the operatives, all of them, the, the reporters coming there, part of the operations. 
the investigation part of the uh, of the crime. Uh, did I say the the reporters part of uh, also the crime? The, also, if it's a massive big crime, so that it creates a lot of tension and the population in the end said, "Listen, this is just not making any sense. What the hell is going on? We want the truth." And they will say, "But if you don't trust us, we will appoint a commission." And so this commission, where they appoint them, most of them Freemasons, and that have been members of other commissions that have been part of other commissions that have been part of other commissions that are just as corrupt as them, <clears throat> will then sit down for about a year and say, we are going to look into how these two buildings or seven buildings actually were justified. And we're going to look into it a lot. And then after one year or the JFK assassination or Martin Luther King, whatever, we kind of come out and we're going to look uh, like we haven't shaved a long time. And we're going to, we've really been discussing, we've really been trying, no, you've been snorting coke and you've got prostitutes in there, we know. And then they come out with like 1,500 pages of absolute non-informational information, very hard to decipher or find what is actually going on. And they will say, well, we really looked into not whatever crime, but the investigation. And then they will say, well, we found the investigation made a problem here and here and here. They made a mistake there. And you naughty boys, you should have known better. But, uh, well, now we've done our job. And thank you so much. It's just another year and a few million dollars of tax money being spent on prostitute and cocaine. Otherwise than that, thank you, folks. And now go home back to sleep. And then if we say, but this doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, we don't understand anything at all, more than we did before, they would they will then say, "Well, if you don't trust us, we will appoint another commission." And then the commission will look into the commission will that will look into the, in Sweden after the alleged assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister Ola Palme. There were four, I kid you not, four commissions looking into each other, spending millions and millions of tax money, and then coming out and saying. Well, there you go. Now we've done everything. In the end, people are so like, I don't want to hear anything. Please, I can't, even if you tell me the whole truth and nothing but the truth, I won't even listen because I'm so fed up with this whole thing. And that's the way the dice is rolled. Right? <laughs> there's, there's so much to unpack with all this. Uh, we could go on forever and I think we will be going on forever when it comes to this stuff because uh, uh, this evil doesn't want to just uh, crawl back into the crevices from whence it came. So, um, um, yeah, I'll definitely love to have you come back on sometime in the future, and I'm going to give you this time to uh, wrap it up, uh, hopefully in some sort of positive note, if there's anything that we can do to stop this madness. Josh, everything is positive. I see that this is an amazing time. It is an amazing time because the dark empire is falling apart. It's falling apart. Millions and millions of people are waking up on a daily basis just seeing like, holy shit, I have really been taken for a ride. Suddenly I can see clearly now, you know. So I think it's an amazing point because we're pushing them into a corner where, and this is why, the quality of these operations are just so low because they don't have time to prepare. They don't have 
they're they're freaking out. It's like you hit a, a like a meth lab or something like that. The people are just scattered, scattered over the place trying to flush down drugs. Here we see the same type of behavior in many ways. Many of the so-called elite individuals are disappearing. They're being replaced by people that don't even look like them, you know, like halfway, like what, Prince Charles? I don't think so. You is You're like some kind of cousin, distant cousin or whatever. I mean, the ears are the same, but otherwise, I mean, they don't even look similar you know so what is happening that they're, they're clearing the area they're disappearing they're trying to destroy a lot of evidence they're trying to hide at the same time they're really desperately trying to push the whole fourth industrial revolution agenda 21 on us which is if that goes through not a fun place to be at all i mean that is a future as dark as they get but the thing is for us to turn it around turn it around you know and lift this whole world, transcend this whole, don't buy into this crap, don't go into fear mode, start see, opening your eyes and see what's actually going on. You don't need to become an expert, you don't need to be a geek like this one and spend thousands and thousands of hours. You have to just come to the point where you see, aha, inverted reality. I'm being shown an inverted reality. What they're telling me is actually upside down. As soon as you crack that one, boom, you can see, ah, child protective services. No, they're actually kidnapping children. They're stealing children. <gasps> what? The White House? No, it's actually the satanic house. Ah, oh, government? It actually means government to control the mind. Ah, so maybe I shouldn't listen to them. No, that is so correct. Biden, elected president, uh, so not true. He was. It was all rigged. And by the way, it's all rigged. The whole political thing is all rigged. So whatever they tell you, you can go. I'm not even going to listen because it's just pure lies. That's a good time saver for you. Well, Democrats or or Republicans, it doesn't matter. It's rigged. It is rigged. Let me say it again. It is rigged. Have I ever voted in my whole life? No. Why? Is it because I don't care? Am I not sort of like a, a responsible adult? No, I saw, I looked into the, the whole system on a global scale, and I just saw, oh, my God, it's rigged. So I'm not going to go there. I'm going to focus on making a change for myself and others. And I'm not even going to spend like, have I listened 32 seconds in total to Biden? I think not. Trump. I think not, because I don't know who that guy is. I mean, I have not listened to him. Some people adore him. Some people hate him. For me, he's like a joker in the game who's saying, diversion, diversion, diversion. Let's build a wall. What? What? Yeah, let's make, make the Mexican pay for it. What? And then you got like months of people. People are looking that direction. And then when they start looking back, and say, that didn't make any sense. Well, let's buy Greenland. What? Yeah, I, what? Just like you said before. What? And divert the attention, divert the attention. So anyway, I think this is an amazing time for us to get a flamethrower up our butt and say, holy crap, I've been taking for a ride here. Maybe time for me to wakey-wakey and smell the coffee. And this time, there is no option anymore because we are being pushed and pushed and pushed about these forces that look evil when they are, 
But on a higher level, on a spiritual level, you will see that the worst assholes in your life, including Kill Bill and uh, anal swab uh, guy Klaus, these type of individuals are actually the absolute best teachers. They will show you, they will tell you, wake up, look at it. It's so obvious. The whole mask and vaccine is an IQ test. How stupid are you? Sorry, not meaning that in a negative. Yes, I am sorry. It is, they even tell you, there's this French advisor to the French president who said, we used it as an, as an IQ test because it would be too much work for us to separate the population into different groups. If, you're, if you are indoctrinated enough, if you are not willing to look into anything that has to do with anything of value, if you are not aware of the game that is being played, even though we've shown it a thousand times, if you still trust us in government positions, even though we've been lying to you for hundreds of years, that shows go to the left. The rest of you, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not go to the right. Okay, fine. Separation and boom, you got two different. So anyway, I am going to tell you I'm super optimistic. And I also want to share a little vision of mine. I'm on Bali, uh, which is an amazing place to be. But actually, we escaped here. Uh, we escaped both from Sweden to Spain 20 odd years ago, and then from Spain to Bali because of one of the things because of these type of things that I'm what I'm doing because I'm not very popular among the assholes. And by the way, I'm sure they see me as an asshole. So that that uh, sorry, but I'm going to stand up for what I believe is true and right. So. My sweetheart Kim and I have had a vision for 20 odd years where we are looking to create a place, not a community, but a place for us to live in a tropical environment, off-grid, uh, where self-sustainable, everything is self-sustained, but also with a few bungalows for people, change makers from all over the world to come join rest, get well-fed and well-treated, and then kick back out into life and make a major change. But also with uh, like a, a what is called a shala, like a um, meeting place, art uh, studio also, where we can have meetings, gatherings, uh, all of these things. We, we have, for 20 years, we've been uh, planning on it. We've been drawing and sketching on it. We've been feeling it. We've been thing and it it can be if my vision comes to life it, it will be a place that will affect the world in an incredibly beautiful way like an explosion of flower blossoming with the intention of compassion forgiveness equality balance harmony for all of us but where the center could be from there and then boom out it's it's like not a it's not a big place, but it is a place that will really affect in a massive good way. The reason why I'm telling you this is because it is we we got the intention. I put 40 years into this as well. So it's like anyone who wants to check me out, please check out. Has he been walking his talk? Has he been keeping his word? Have he, has he had stamina enough and courage enough to to do this? Because the thing is, we are lacking funds. We don't have the money to do this ourselves. This is a place in the world where it can be built very fast and a lot cheaper than in other places. 
And so I'm reaching out to see if there's anyone out there that will give us this place. I tell you, will give us this place because this is, I feel this in my heart. I've been feeling it uh, many years that this place will be given to us by someone. And I had to point out no strings attached because uh, I will not be controlled in any way or form. Of course, if anyone or the one that comes in and backs this financial will also, of course, have the possibility to have a place on the same place and also mingle with these incredible people that will come from all over the world to this place. So uh, I ask... Um, for guidance, for contacts, for ideas, for people also. I mean, I, I hope people understand that you can be loaded one day and then with the things that are happening in the world, next day you can be without funds. Boom. It can go very, very fast. Your accounts can be frozen. They can be, uh, you know, it can go out the window. So maybe it would be an idea because we're all in the same boat to put your money somewhere where it can make a difference for someone that you respect and want to support that is really trying to do the work out there if you are too lazy or not, if it's not your type of thing anyway. So if there's anyone out there with the financial funds, I ask you, please contact me and let's create absolute beauty together. I'm willing to do my part big time and uh, I'm really looking forward to, to meet up with whoever feels and hear the calling. Well, it sounds like uh, Xanadu there, Oli. Uh, I love that plan. And uh, I think more and more people are having that vision now. And I think more and more people should gravitate towards that type of lifestyle so that we can have parallel societies. I mean, I don't think we can completely abolish uh, the system as it is. It's so firmly established, but we can do something parallel. I think that's what you're referring to. And I think that's beautiful. And um, I'd just like to say uh, a very sincere thank you to you uh, for coming back on. You've always been uh, so, so nice, so awesome and sweet and cool. And I, I just, uh, I, I love your aura. I love your uh, inner glow, uh, your beautiful soul. And I hope you keep on doing what you're doing uh, forever and ever. And thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Josh. Can I just share also that I put in a hell of a lot of work uh, revamping the website because I'm being, you see me as a loving person. Apparently the dark forces see me as a very hateful person because I'm being shut down right, left and center. Now the latest here on Patreon, uh, I got shut down and they just closed the whole thing down because of what some of the articles I had on the website, not on Patreon, but on our own website, they were trying to censor us. So um, uh, yeah, anyway, so the, the website is really revamped and everything. Please go to lightonconspiracies.com or damagard.com and check it out. And if you feel that this is something you want to support, you can spend years and years there, I tell you, uh, please sign up for a membership or my newsletter. That can be uh, incredibly helpful for us. And I tell you, you will get your mind blown. I mean, it will be a one stop. You don't have to go anywhere else. And I also want to point out that is also where I had this research bolt. It's like now it's uh, for almost four terabyte of perfectly organized uh, documents, photos, maps, um, videos, uh, you name it. 
any kind of case that you've heard of mass shootings, top political assassination, it's there. So I really feel the, the urge to share this you know, to as many places as possible because we're being shut down and shadow banned so many places. YouTube, it's just gone. So much of the this real evidence and real information, it's just gone. Google is banning it. Google. So we have to take the power back by sharing the information between us. Um, thank you again. And uh, you keep shining that guiding light. Take care. You too, Josh. Thank you so much for creating this platform and for inviting me. The word disorient etymologically means to turn from the east, the east where the sun rises, bringing with it clear vision of life and reality. We are now turned to the sunset, the sun falling off the edge of the earth into pitch darkness, chaos and loss of reason and sight. There beyond dusk is the tumult and distress of nightmarish confusion and mental oblivion. The shots rang out, the crowd panics, and impulse rules. Serve them continuous emotion, coax them into constant reaction, give them no time to think and no chance to orient their senses. In this way, we, the match throwers to the powder keg, control absolutely without opposition. Instead, they oppose themselves and beg for imprisonment to the illusion's safety. No more the rule of pandemonium, I say. We must face east again. Eyes to the rising sun, shining on a new dawn of natural order and allegiance to the light of clarity, sanity, and logic. We must realign our hearts to freedom. Don't let the disorienters win. Set the sun upon their throne and cast them back into the black of eternal nightfall, while we bask in the glow of morning wisdom and wealth. Oh yes, my friends, one day we will bask again, and it will be fucking glorious. Love. Peace, happiness, signing off, deuces. <laughs>